Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, daily reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I am your host, Hara Sakaria. Field Log, Day 5. Fault versus Responsibility. This is a dichotomy that a friend of mine told me about maybe a year, year and a half ago. And it was this idea of something might not be your fault, but the situation is your responsibility. And of course, the second I hear this, I'm like, wow, that's incredibly insightful. And I start making all these connections to other thoughts I've had before, like Jocko's concept of extreme ownership, which I'm a huge fan of, that whatever happens to you or around you is, is on you. There is a huge tendency in human psychology to shift our failures onto extenuating circumstances and to shift other people's failures on their own merit. What do I mean by that? There's a study I was reading about where the researchers interviewed surgeons and they would ask them about surgeries that went wrong and surgeries that went right. So if you ask a surgeon, this surgery that you just performed, um, something went wrong. Maybe the patient, uh, God forbid, passed away. What happened? The surgeon would say, oh, well, you know, it was a very complicated procedure and he was already in a weak state and maybe the lighting was bad or the tools were this and I didn't sleep well last night. So all of these environmental variables, it's not, it's not my fault that the patient died. It's all of these other reasons I can't control. I'm not to blame. But you ask the same surgeon to, to read over a file from another surgery that another surgeon performed. And you ask that surgeon, that first surgeon, why did your colleague, why did this patient die when your colleague was performing surgery? Then it's, oh, it's his skill. He's not as good of a surgeon as he should be. He messed up here. He messed up here. So from the outside in, it's so very easy to criticize. But when we're thinking about ourselves then we shift the blame onto the environment. That's a very interesting thought there. Fault versus responsibility, right? Is if you take this dichotomy to heart, and I really think you should, if you take this dichotomy to heart, things that might not be your fault still become your responsibility to fix. And I think that that's such a big part of what it means to be a mature man. To be a strong man, to be a warrior king is... That everything that happens around you, your first thought is, well, what can I do here? How did I contribute to this issue? What could I have done better? This is my responsibility. I see myself as a leader in my family, in my community, in my church, at my work. What do I need to do differently? Because everything in my orbit is my responsibility. And that view is incredibly powerful. But first, let's look at, let, let's look at two extremes here before we dive into why this is so valuable. The first extreme, of course, is, is the surgeons from the example, is that nothing's my fault, nothing's my responsibility. So you could say, there is this person in my community who's really struggling, who's having a hard time emotionally, um, who's having a hard time financially, who's having a hard time connecting with people. And well, I, mean, I don't really know that guy and, or that girl, and it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. What am I supposed to do? I can't run around helping everybody. And that might be the case. That might actually be true. Maybe you don't have the resources to help that person. But if you dismiss it immediately, 
you're you're not an asset to the people around you, which is the driving factor of the value of a man. I feel like I say it every field log. But your ability to serve others is what makes you a man. You are made for service, right? To lay down your life for other people, sometimes metaphorically and God forbid, sometimes literally. So you could be that guy. You could be the guy who says, ah, you know, not my circus, not my monkey, not my issue. Just taking no responsibility for anything. Or you could be on the other extreme. Everything's my fault, right? I've seen this before. I've seen this mindset destroy people. I've seen everything is my fault eat people up alive. I've seen the psychological damage that comes from thinking you are inherently what's causing all of these issues. And your self-worth as a person is diminished because of that. I mean, I can't even imagine that psychological state. Thankfully, I've, I've never really had that worldview where everything that goes wrong is all my fault and I'm to blame. That destroys you. That destroys you. You don't want to be in that space. But I've met a lot of people who are like that. You know, people who have abandonment issues, who's, uh, who weren't loved maybe early in life or were terribly played or were just screwed over by a past relationship, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, and have these, these thoughts that if it's my fault, if I were better, then everything would be better. And it hurts to think that way and to think that way constantly. And you, do, you, you beat yourself up, you destroy yourself. And then people try to tell you it's not your fault and you didn't do anything wrong. And that kind of doesn't help either because that swings, again, too far to the other way. Oh, it's his fault. It's her fault. There is a healthy balance of taking ownership of things that happen, saying, I can think about how to make this happen, how to fix this situation. And if I can't think of anything yet, I just have to develop more as a man. Right? This is where that famous St. Augustine quote, and I think it was St. Augustine who said this, where that famous quote comes into play, pray as if it's up to God, act as if it's up to you. That is, I think, the perfect balance here. So this idea that I'm going to do whatever I can in every situation that I encounter, right, and balancing them against each other, you can't throw 100% of your weight into everything, but anytime I can, if I see that guy who's struggling, from you know, the example earlier, can I take 30 seconds and go over there and just greet him, shake his hand, you know, compliment his jacket or shoes or... Say, it's, it's good to see you. You know how many times if you look someone in the eyes, you haven't seen for a little while, a couple of weeks, maybe a few months, and you say, it's good to see you. People appreciate that. People really appreciate that. You say it like you mean it. Don't just say it like you mean it. Actually mean it. If you can do that, you take a little bit of personal responsibility for how people feel in your vicinity. Now, that's, of course, not to say that Everything that people feel around you and because of you is, is, is directly your fault. Right? You know, you'll, you'll get examples of maybe somebody will be, I don't know, take some extreme example, intimidated by you because you're a confident man and you should be a confident man because somebody else is intimidated by that. That doesn't mean you should be confident. It just means that maybe you should look at ways to, to refine that confidence to make it more comfortable for people. But that's, that's a tangent I won't go down right now. The point is that you can take some responsibility for the things that happen around you. 
One of my favorite examples of this is the salary of a priest at a parish. So in the OCA, the Orthodox Church in America, a priest is paid out of the tithes that people give at church. Right? And there are certain guidelines for how much a priest should be earning. And it's the median, I think, income of whatever location the priest is in based on the size of his family. So if you're at a parish with a very large group of parishioners, very large congregation, and a priest is not being paid as much as he should be, I view that as a failure on the part of the people in that parish. Right? Like a lot of times people like to, to demonize money, demonize, demonize wealth. And I have a, a very nuanced view on, on money as a tool, right? We all know that the love of money is the root of all evil. Absolutely. If you love wealth, it will corrupt you. But understanding wealth as a tool and employing it intelligently is going to allow you to, to affect great positive change in your community. So if you're in a parish and your priest is not being paid as much as the guidelines say he should be getting paid, that responsibility falls on the community. The priest can't just snap his fingers and, and, and make more money or, I mean, he could get a second job or a third job, become bivocational, trivocational, but that takes away from his mission in life. That priest is meant to be spiritually leading his parish, his flock. And that spiritual leadership that you as a parishioner receive is only made possible by your efforts and your labors to make sure that that person is being paid. So that's one example of something that you could easily brush off. It's not my fault that the parish isn't big enough or people can't give enough. Be intentional. Ask yourself, are there any expenses that I have that I could cut to just give an extra $50 a month or $100 a month? And if everyone did this, what would it add up to? A lot of the idea behind taking personal responsibility for things that might not be directly your fault. A lot of that comes down to understanding that if everyone did this, what would the result be? And a lot of times the answer to that question, if it's positive, is an indicator that you should do something. For example, littering. I have this, this crazy thing about littering. and It's not really crazy, it's the right thing to do, but if I have like a receipt, I'm not going to just walk outside and, and toss it on the floor. And I used to when I was younger. And then a friend of mine said, really? You know, you're going to just drop your trash on the floor there. And I said, I mean, it's, just, it's just a receipt. You know, the, ra the rain is going to break it up. It's just paper. It's going to degrade. But, well, you know, if everyone did that, if everyone tossed his receipt on the floor the second he left the store, how many receipts would be outside by the end of the day or the end of the week? And what if it doesn't rain for two weeks? And all of a sudden I saw that this small action that I thought was inconsequential. How, if it adds up, if you look at what it's projecting into, you know, extrapolate for a minute. It's not a good thing to do. So a lot of times we're confused by whether or not something is good or bad by the magnitude. For example, I'm about to go to bed, let's say, and I'm, I'm not actually, I'm recording this in the morning, but if you're about to go to bed and you're just really tired and you don't want to brush your teeth right now, okay, skipping one time is not going to hurt, right? Wrong. Wrong. Because you're teaching yourself that not brushing your teeth is a viable option. 
And of course, practically speaking, in reality, if you don't brush your teeth one time in your entire life, it actually won't have an impact. But you need to judge actions based on if I increase the magnitude, would this be a net positive or net negative? And taking responsibility for the things in your environment allows you to do that. If you have a friend who's struggling, if I reach out right now and if everyone did this or if I did this all the time, every day to everyone, would people feel better? Yes, then it's worth doing just once. If all I can afford time-wise is once or money, you know, you have a friend, let's say a friend who's struggling financially and everyone else is going out to eat. And he says, hey guys, you know, I wish I could come along, but I don't get paid until Friday. That $15 of, let me pay for you this once. You won't go bankrupt. But that is going to make your friend feel really appreciated. So thinking about small things, taking responsibility. Everything that happens. You see your friend, he's got a stain on his pants. Someone will tell him. No, take responsibility. Hey, I'm going to tell you. Or his collar's crumpled. Hey, I'm going to say, hey, let me fix your collar real quick. And then you expand that out to larger scenarios based on your ability right? I've mentioned this before. The framework of what defines a man's character is his ability and his intent. What can you do and what will you do? So responsibility, knowing that certain things are not your fault, but they are your responsibility as a man, as a leader in your community. Knowing that, that's intent, intention. I want this to be better. I want to make a difference here. I want to say or do something to move the needle in the right direction. That is 50% of who you are as a man, practically speaking. People will know you by that. Oh, every time I talk to him, I can see that he wants to help people or he's thinking about how to make a difference. Or every time I ask him a question, if he knows the answer, he'll take 30 minutes and explain it to me. People will learn that about you and they'll appreciate you for it, which means you're doing a good thing, a worthwhile thing. That's what taking responsibility is. And once you've done that, once you've said every step I take, every breath, every minute, every moment, every thought, I want to to use for the furthering of the kingdom, to use an orthodox expression, the furthering of the kingdom. Then, Everything you do based on that compass, right? Moving the needle in the right direction. That's when you increase magnitude. So let's say when you see someone who is financially struggling, maybe a beggar on the street, and for some reason you know that this person is genuinely in trouble and not, you know, just trying to exploit somebody because you hear those kinds of stories. But let's say someone's really struggling, a beggar is really struggling, he's poor. And you want everything to be your responsibility. Say, I can give him $5. I got a five in my pocket. I'm not going to use it for anything. I was going to buy a Snickers bar, whatever. I'll just give it to him. And if that becomes who you are, if that's who you are at your core, then as you grow and mature as a man in your ability to to affect change and your ability to, to earn money and have wealth to do things with and wisdom to share with people, then over the years and the decades, that five turns into a 10, turns into a 20, to a 15, to a 100, and eventually you might be at the point where you're able to to see someone and be like, I can bless your life for two weeks right now with my pocket change. Because to me, it's pocket change. 
So make no mistake that as a man, many times things will not be your fault. But every time they are your responsibility. Take some responsibility for the situation. Do what you can. And you might look at a situation and say, I actually can, I can do nothing here. That should motivate you to develop more ability. If you say that I can't actually help this person, that's another reason to become the man you're supposed to be. I've had this mindset for a while now where things in my circle are on me. That's how I see it. They're on me. And you might think that that view is going to become stressful. Like the example I gave earlier, people who you know, destroy themselves thinking everything's their fault. But it doesn't. It's actually very, it's very empowering to say that God put me in this situation at this very point in time because there's something I can do. Right? There are no chance encounters. Every person you meet was either sent to you by God or you were sent to that person by God or both. It's never neither. So there's a very empowering for me to say, I'm, I'm in this situation for a reason. And you'd be amazed the things you come up with, the things you end up saying, you're like, wow, that was, I didn't even know I, I thought that, but that was, that was a good insight. I, I really feel like that connected with him or her. So you become that man. It's very empowering. And that all comes down to confidence, the ability to say in humility that this is as much as I can do right now. And I'm okay with that because it's going to motivate me to be able to do more. You have to have this very mature, very balanced view in most areas of life, and especially here, saying that I want one day, my goal that I'm shooting for is to be able to positively influence to a significant degree everyone I interact with. I am not currently at that point. What can I do today to get there? And you ask yourself those kinds of questions, you'd be amazed the kinds of answers you come up with. So while you're getting ready right now, should be listening in the morning, right? While you're getting ready this morning, when you have an encounter today and someone shares something with you that your first instinct is to say, oh, that's, that's really tough for you, but that's not my problem. Just for a second, in your mind, you don't even have to say it out loud. In your mind, say to yourself, okay, so this is my responsibility as a man, as a leader in my community. What can I do here? Can I offer a word of encouragement? Can I offer a resource? Can I offer practical advice? Can I offer to lend a hand if it's something manual? Can I offer to give some money you know, if it's a cause or he's struggling or something? What can I do? Let me do that. Do that just once today. And you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll feel that taking responsibility for that made you feel like you're fulfilling your purpose. That's it for Field Log, day five. As always, you can find me on Instagram at XXLHara. You can give me a follow there, shoot me a message, we can have a chat. You can also find Warrior King on Instagram at warriorking.cx. And you can go to our website, which is also warriorking.cx, just like the Instagram handle, for resources like the 2023 Goal Setting Guide, which is a guide that I wrote explaining my goal-setting method for achieving and integrating your goals into habits. And you can also find the Warrior King Training Protocol, which is the exercise routine that I've developed over the last decade that I've been training and researching that is going to allow you to train less than three hours a week and still build your body to its genetic potential, both for strength and for size. 
If any of those resources sound intriguing to you, go find them. They're all free. And as always, conquer the day.